Tom Borelli is a PhD molecular biologist turned political activist and a Newsmax contributor. Deneen Borelli is the author of Blacklash and a Fox News contributor. They're the Borellis, exposing government corruption and championing freedom, giving you the truth in black and white. This is Reigniting Liberty. Hey folks, thanks for checking out Reigniting Liberty. I'm Deneen Borelli and Dr. Tom Borelli is in the house bringing you the truth in black and white. And folks, we have a wonderful guest joining the show today for the first time, Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder. Now, welcome to the show, uh, Treasurer Schroeder. Welcome. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So before we get started, I just want to give a little background for our viewers and our listeners. I recently had the amazing opportunity to be the keynote speaker in Louisiana at the annual Pelican State Pachydermis fundraiser. And the people were great. The food was great. Now I know what pulled pork means because there was a whole pig there and it was fabulous <laughs> uh, up close and personal. Uh, but I gave you a shout out sir and and there's a there's a reason why i did that and that is why we want to have you on the show i also had the pleasure of meeting your counsel executive counsel tony legi now he said you were scheduled to be there but you had a call to be on tucker carlson's show so your excuse for not coming to (laughs) see me speak tucker overruled but i i waited waited for almost an hour if i would have known it was going to take that long i could have dropped in to meet you and, and say hello, but it, it, that's the way it worked out. Oh, well, we get to meet here. So thank yeah. you so much. We get that. So we wanted to get into ESG, environmental social governance. Now, uh, I mentioned I mentioned you because you happen to pull Louisiana's funds from BlackRock, which is a huge investment management company. Not many people are aware of what ESG is. I just want to give a a little snippet of it. And this is from a Fox business piece that you were highlighted in. And they wrote ESG is the chief pillar of the ESG movement is to utilize publicly traded funds to incentivize a net zero transition from fossil fuels to clean energy alternatives like wind and solar. Translation, anti-fossil fuels. So please tell our viewers and listeners uh, why you pulled the state's funds or or working on pulling the funds from uh, BlackRock. Well, quite simply, BlackRock, and they're not the only company, they just have to be the biggest being a $10 trillion uh, company, uh, have waged war against the fossil fuel industry. And Louisiana is is the eye center for, for fossil fuel and and quite frankly, I got tired of hearing um, Larry Fink talk about forcing behaviors. He sounds almost communist. Um, not almost. He sounds communist. Um, and look, I'm an Army veteran. I'm a former, I'm a law enforcement veteran, a veteran, a, a Army veteran. And man, I, I take great offense to somebody telling me they're going to force my behavior. Uh, I'm not a child. I'm not, I'm not two weeks old. I'm trying to learn how to suck on a nipple. I mean, I don't mean to sound so so pointed about it, but when you read the comments that Larry Fink has out in the public domain about forcing the behavior of Americans because the government can't do it and who can do it, I, you know, I just, 
this has been something that I've been working on for some time now. I just didn't do it overnight. You don't move $800 million overnight uh, because I, I have a fiduciary responsibility to, to get a return for this money. But it, it's something I decided uh, early last year, or I'm sorry, late last year, and we started moving the money early this year, and we're really not finished. We, we have um, a couple hundred eighty million or so to, to complete the total movement of this money because I am not going to um, allow the taxpayers' money in Louisiana to be used against the taxpayers of Louisiana to put us out of the fossil fuel um, business. And so, I mean, it's it's pretty simple. It's not that difficult to understand. They're taking food. They're taking jobs. Uh, they're taking money off the tables of the citizens of Louisiana. And why would I use our money to support a company like that? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, it sounds that sounds uh, pretty much logical, <laughs> you know, from our perspective. So I also understand that you wrote a letter to Mr. Fink at, at some point uh, during this process. Did he respond to you either verbally by phone or write you back in a letter? No, I, I haven't had a response. And, and, and let me tell you how this sort of happened. Um, you know, I, I I acted under the, the laws that, that I as state treasurer Louisiana can. Um, I am solely responsible for the investments of these monies. And this isn't this wasn't retirement money, although that's what the whole topic is sort of surrounded around in the country right now is the trillions of dollars in, in pension money. This was actually something that I could act on very quickly. Uh, it was we have 16 billion dollars total in trust funds. So um, I it, of that 16 billion, 800 million of it was invested in BlackRock. So what happened was when I decided to, to do this, and it's been a sort of a, a long process, I said something publicly somewhere and somebody caught it. And before I knew it, I had a couple of public information requests. And then I had an invitation to meet with BlackRock. I was going to a convention in Philadelphia. They knew I was going to be there. So I sat and visited with them. You know, I told them this isn't personal, uh, but I'm not personal, meaning I'm happy to sit and tell you why. But um, so we, I visited and they had one of their directors in the room, and, but she waited to the end of the meeting to tell me she was a director because I made a comment to him. I said, look, what y'all are telling me is contrary to what I hear your CFO or, or your CEO say publicly in the public domain. I said, what you're telling me doesn't match his, his statement. So maybe he ought to be sitting in, here in the room and not you because you telling me really doesn't mean uh, and I, I was trying to be respectful it sounded disrespectful but i don't want to you know, what you guys are telling me really don't count because your boss is saying something else and they were trying to sort of make up for that but um i told them only action from their from their ceo would be sufficient so what happened is i came back to louisiana and i had these public information requests and i said okay this this is fixing to get out and when it gets out it's going to be big and we wanted to control the narrative. So we put out a press release um, after I sent him a letter. We penned a letter, sent it, sent it to him, and I wanted him to specifically know why I was moving the money. And um, no, I have not heard back from him. 
So. <laughs> well, that seems kind of interesting, right? You pull a ton of money from an investment firm <laughs> yeah. and, and you get no response. So I think that uh, doesn't speak well uh, to Mr. Fink, but it does speak well for you for taking action uh, well, for look, your state. Look, I'm the, I was just, I just took over as the chairman of the State Financial Office Foundation, which is about 28 states of treasurers and elected state auditors. And, um, you know, you're going to see a lot more. I mean, we're probably coming up on about $3 billion now. Missouri moved $500 million. South Carolina, I think, did $200 million. Arkansas, Utah, and some others. So we're coming up on about $3 billion. But when some of these other big states, I, I was recently with the former vice president uh, speaking in Houston this week at an oil and gas sort of summit, and, and ESG was a big topic. These big states are coming. I mean, right now I move, I, I've moved the most, but Texas has $800 million in one checking account. You know, I mean, when, when Texas starts moving their money and when North Carolina starts moving their money and Florida, um, you're going to see a, a, a much bigger impact. So we sort of started, the, started and, and this isn't a fight, you know, and I, I tell people this, um, if BlackRock has every right in this country to have the position it does, but also have every right to do what I did. And if they want to wage in the, in the, in the political battle, so be it. Welcome to Louisiana. And I tell people businesses need to concentrate on running their businesses. Banks need to concentrate on running their banks. But if you want to wage into the political policy making, then you need to come file a bill. Let the legislature sign it. Let the governor sign it. And then I'll follow it. But I'm not going to let CEOs from New York City or some other world bank run policy here in Louisiana or dictate our behavior. I mean, that's that's I'm like, why would I even do that? I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for pushing back and for standing up. I mean, that is why I wanted to reference you in my speech. And again, a lot of people are not aware of ESG and what it's all about. You mentioned it, it could be as high as three billion. And the last number I saw was one billion with the several states that you mentioned. Oh. So thank you for that update. Uh, if you could just tell us how important fossil fuels are for Louisiana. Look, it's 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 a quarter of our total uh, business model here in Louisiana. And I was trying to put that in perspective in, in, in numbers. But you're probably talking a million people from men, women, and children that are eaten in, in some way, shape, or form from the fossil fuel uh, industry in, in this in this state. And, and natural gas, I mean, look what natural gas has become in, in our country and in our world, for that matter. So with our ports and, and what goes on with, with it, I mean, this was not even... I didn't, I didn't have to, it's not like I had to go get permission from somebody. This was like just a no brainer. It's like waking up in the morning, if God lets you, um, that, that I needed to take a stance. Um, and, and what the people of this country need to understand and the citizens of Louisiana to, need to understand. And Daniel, I really appreciate you doing this because I, I was in front of 150 very educated people in the oil and gas space this week. And half the room really didn't know what ESG even means. So it, it's it's going to be it's going to take folks like you guys and, and other media outlets to to really start explaining this and why 
why is it something to the 85 percentile? Meaning the people who are just going to work every day and and worrying about paying their bills and and, and putting food on on a, on a kid's table and not paying seven dollars for a gallon of milk for goodness sakes, but but they're using their money. Companies like BlackRock are using your money to beat you. I mean, think about that. BlackRock isn't using their own money; they're using pension dollars in a, in a large sense. It's it's money that's coming from policemen and firemen and school teachers and bus drivers and cafeteria workers and 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 uh, municipal workers across the board, state workers. This is the money that they're using against us. And um, but I also tell people, if you have a retirement fund at all, more than likely you have some money inside BlackRock, and you need to you need to look at it and 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 move that money. But on top of that, not only is is this company hell bent to to, to force behavior when it comes to fossil fuels, but they're investing trillions of dollars in in countries today that despise the United States of America. Uh, and so this is a, a huge problem. We, we have to educate uh, the people of this country of what's really going on. Because as an Army veteran, I said this in front of uh, Vice President the other day, you know, it used to be that the, the enemy was on foreign turf. Mm-hmm. And, and we were defending our country on foreign turf so they wouldn't come to our turf, right? That's sort of the premise of that. But... I never dreamed in a million years that that I would ever look at corporate America as an enemy of this state. And I don't mean the state of Louisiana. I mean the United States of America. And when you look at companies like Citibank and, and look at some comments from that CEO, when he says things like, we have to help the government do what the government can't do on its own. And we need to force behavior. And you listen to guys like Larry Fink say things like that. You think they sit in some place um, talking about this? They absolutely are. And people get all wrinkled up to hear that a few little small treasures from little states like Louisiana and Utah and Arkansas and, and Mississippi are sitting in conferences talking about these things. They act like we're criminals. You know, but this is a big problem, and and I'm happy to sort of drive the conversation, educate the citizens of not only Louisiana, but of of this country and say, look, we need to wake up because we're arming uh, uh, corporate America to to beat us on our own turf. Now, you raise a very important point, and that is the way, at least in our view, the way Democrats, the left, progressives are using corporations to basically enact laws that they can't get done through the voting booth, so to speak. So what they're trying to do is hijack the money, the power and influence of corporations to essentially write laws. Because like with respect to uh, the energy, issue, if they pressure companies not to invest in fossil fuels, then they get carbon dioxide reductions through the boardroom, not through the ballot box. No, that's that's the whole point of me saying earlier that business needs to run their business, bankers need to bank and let the policymakers uh, um, uh, answer to the ballot, answer to the people that are electing us. And if they don't like the job I do, there's a way to get rid of me. But how do you get rid of BlackRock? You can't. 
You know, how do you get rid of American Express or, or, or Citibank, for goodness sakes? You can't. They're so big that they're, they're now controlling. And, and it's let me tell you, it's got to bother you to hear these CEOs talk about. I hate to keep saying it, but it, it, it really blows me away when they say they're going to force our behavior. Right. Yep. Uh, essentially, you know, they're doing an end run around our constitutional republic. And just so you know, uh, what you're doing is really important. And Denise and I are huge fans of this. And in fact, about 18 years ago, I co-founded a mutual fund whose one of its purposes was to challenge corporations when the liberal CEOs would do something to advance laws through corporations. At the time, it was called corporate social responsibility. Right. So Deneen and I used to go to shareholder meetings and we used to challenge, let's say, the CEO, former CEO of General Electric when they were pushing for cap and trade legislation. So this has been going on for, like I said, almost 20 years. But now when they capture someone the size of BlackRock, they're really advancing the ball. And look, we, we're, we're talking about BlackRock because they're the biggest in, in the world, but I, I'm sure you saw recently where they were downgraded and they lost $1.7 trillion. And I told our executive director, the president of the, of the State Financial Austin Foundation, and, and look, not to get off, sub, off, off a little bit, but I would ask people to, to pay attention to this organization because they, we are on the forefront of pushback. We, we, we are out in front on the battle line and, and fighting and, and going, taking our fight straight to DC, you know, um, who knows what's going to happen in a few days, but, um, you know, it's, it's one thing for, for them to push back in DC, but I'm telling you these States, we're going to push back and, and, and we're really just getting started. Well, again, it's a great credit to you because you actually have leverage. You and the other states actually have big money right. to wage in this debate. When Deneen and I were doing it, we were a small mutual fund. So there's nothing like size does matter. Well, you know, I tell people this all the time. You know, I, I served nine and a half years in the House of Representatives before uh, I became state treasurer. And I followed John Kennedy. Uh, he was Louisiana's treasurer and you know, um, you can write letters and you can rattle the swords. And but it, at some point in time, you have to take some action to, to, to make your point, you know, because you can only talk so much. You can only say so much and you can only threaten so much. But there's nothing like a good old fashioned position and, and taking this money has made a huge statement. And if and if I'm the beginning, that's great. I don't mind starting it. But I know there's a lot more to come. No, we totally agree with you on that one. Uh, so what is the feedback you're hearing from uh, local politicians or some of the citizens? Any word from them? Yeah, I mean, it's been unbelievable. I mean, yeah. I've, been, I've done more uh, interviews outside uh, the state of Louisiana uh, in the last two weeks than I have in my 14 years combined. So, wow. Um, it, it's 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 nice to raise the awareness, but this battle's just fighting. And, and look, we're fighting. It's David against Goliath. There's no question about that. So, yep. so the feedback's been good. I, I would tell you that um, people who are pushing back don't understand it. And um, and I you know you can't explain it to every single person, but um, 
you know, they're bought into this, this, um, this idea that our plan is going to disappear next week if we don't get out of the fossil fuel business. And that's just simply not true. Uh, and, and, and there's data on there's data that proves that. So the overwhelmingly um, people have been uh, thankful. And I, I, I tell people this all the time in a very humbly way. You don't have to thank me for doing what I'm supposed to do. No, no different than being up when I was a CID agent army. You don't have to thank me for the service that I that I gave to this country because I wanted to do it. I'd do it again tomorrow. And uh, that's just carried through with my mentality here as state treasurer. So um, I can't wait to see what happens down the road and how how we can sort of force policy to 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 back into the, the I guess the swimming pools that they should be. You know, we should stay in our lanes. I know what my role is as state treasurer. I know what my role is to the citizens of this state. Um, I don't have to answer to BlackRock or any other company like 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 BlackRock. So, but this fight's just starting, y'all. We got we got big big battles of, to to fight with the rated agencies because they're all buying in. I mean, it's we we have an uphill battle. You know, we need Washington to to flip in November so that we can have um, have some folks in Washington on our side that they're actually turning all of these different entities and agencies in the ESG policemen. Um, and, and look, we may be talking about environment today, but the, okay. but the S and the G are right around the corner. No, no, absolutely. And when you get into the social issues, I yeah. mean, that's just the Pandora's box. I mean, yeah, what's Nike going to do? Because what do they do? They make their sneakers with the slave labor, I believe, in China. Yeah. So this is a slippery slope. But of course, if the left's involved, you don't have to expect equal uh, treatment. Uh, yeah. Nike somehow will get off the hook, but some other company won't. Yeah, Tom, that's a good point. You know, I, I, I tell people they can go off and do all of this stuff. But when we push back, we're like we're somehow the bad guys. You know, um, I want equal opportunity here, you know, but but, you know, at the end of the day, um, this is what this country is 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 made and, and why I love this country so much, because I do have the ability to to punch back. And um, and that's what why this country is what it is. But we have to punch back. We have to stand up and fight and stop talking and go do something. And that's what I'm pushing my colleagues, you know, um, but understand you can't move millions and millions and billions of dollars overnight. It takes mm -hmm. some time uh, to move those investments. Um, but but I, I suspect you're going to see a lot more come down the pipe because, as I said, Louisiana is just a small, a small state. But I don't want to I want to make sure before we, we finish I'm not, um, that that I talk a little bit more about pensions and and because the people who are taking getting these pension checks they don't even sit on their own boards i mean the, these these pensions are typically run by boardrooms who give up their voting rights uh, um and and by by design to these companies and these companies are using that power of that vote against those boards and those people or pensioners, as, as I say sometimes, and they don't really understand it. 
So we have a lot, a lot of work to do to educate the public on, on how this is happening to us right under our noses. Well, if there's anything Tom and I can do, we will swoop into Louisiana and help right. you spread that message for sure. Well, well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so the, the other thing I wanted to ask, Biden's Labor Department, they finalized a rule to allow investment managers to consider ESG in their investing decisions. How dangerous is this rule? Well, the, it's fictitious. There, there is no rule. It's not black or white. It's not like one plus one equals two. It, you know, these rules that we're talking about, this this ESG we're talking about, I can walk down my hallway right now and I'm going to get a different um, opinion or a definition from, from different analysts. So it's not defined. You know, investments in money, what's been so good about it, it's very easily defined. One plus one equals two. But, but, the, the, but the way these rules are, it's however you interpret it at the, at the time. And, and, and for a long time in the history of our country, the financial side has sort of stayed out of the politics of it. Well, now the politics has been laid square in the lap of the financial institutions of this country. And that's dangerous. That's worse than dangerous. I don't, I don't have a word to describe it. It's bad. Yeah, uh, it, look, we, we completely understand this issue. So just so you know, both Deneen and I worked for corporate America for about, I mean, about almost 30 years, Deneen tw almost 20. And we were on the inside of corporations and we used to help write those CEO briefing books before shareholder meetings. Yeah. And I can tell you from that experience and from our experience as being shareholder activists, the CEOs do not like being challenged. They do not like being challenged in public because they're used to being surrounded by all their, you know, sycophant employees who well, sit there and worship them, don't challenge them so they can get the bonuses and the stock options. So to the extent that you bring your advocacy directly to CEOs, I think you will see a big return. And speaking of that, have you had any response or reaction from CEOs to what your uh, decisions are with respect to pulling funds? Well, I haven't I haven't heard from the company that we've pulled money from, but I think um, one of the problems that I see and I've heard a lot from other companies who would like to see if they could do business with Louisiana. Of course, the states are regulated on where we can invest our monies. Right? right. We can't we can't in, invest in in private um, funds. So so we have some restriction. But, you know, I said this earlier, and, and look, in spite of all this stuff, I still think I live in the greatest country ever. Um, and what being an entrepreneur, you know, what's so great about this country is we have the ability to ability and the freedoms to react and, and, and react to the market. And what I what I said to um, I was sort of swarmed after I spoke in, in Houston this week uh, when I was leaving. Um, from all these companies that want to talk to me about investing, we better have some options, you know, uh, where we can move our monies to, um, because I can sort of see the day where we're going to have a trouble finding a bank to bank with, right, and an investment yeah. company to invest our monies. Yes. You know, right. that's that, it. yeah. Sorry to 
but yeah, that's a huge issue. The way the big banks uh, will, you know, silence, you know, some, yeah. some, you know, uh, some of their own customers, uh, right. not do business or not do business with the gun companies and things like right. that. So that's another aspect that's really the tip of the iceberg here. A lot of focus really just needs to focus on the CEOs themselves because they have a fiduciary responsibility for their shareholders. So well, they they couldn't get elected, so they're running they're, they're running their politics through their companies. Right. But yep. I want to back up a little bit, Danina, and I and I sure miss uh, wish I had the opportunity to meet you when you were in Louisiana and you were out, just outside of New Orleans, the home of the best food in the world, in my opinion. Um, you know, this is this is not my first fight. This is not my first battle. I've been treasurer five years in, in a couple of weeks. And um, about four and a half years ago, Senator Kennedy um, sends me a letter. And it was some information on Citibank and Bank of America. And it was just after um, one of the horrific uh, um, situations where we where we had a shooter go in and kill some people. And I, I, and I forget which one. And um, you know, as a former law enforcement guy and veteran, I mean, that's, that's horrific. Those are horrific incidents. Um, but Citibank and Bank of America came out very strongly uh, on some gun policies and, and whether uh, who they would do business with and who they wouldn't. But they also um, wanted states to enact um, laws that, that required you to be 21 to carry a weapon. And being an Army veteran and, and having been in the infantry when I first got in, I went in as a 21-year-old 20 year college um, graduate. And I was the old man in basic training because most of those kids were either barely 18 or just over 18. And if you don't think there's a difference between 18 and 21, go show up at infantry basic training. Okay? <laughs> but my point is I'm military has, I don't know what the percentage is of, of kids under 21. And I, I didn't think I was a kid at 20 and 19, but let's face it, you are. And, but we're going to send you in harm's way on foreign turf to defend this country. You know, when you come home to Louisiana, you're going to have to give up that right because you got to be 21 to carry a, a weapon in Louisiana. Uh-uh. So I, I want to block in uh, both those banks and then J.P. Morgan got involved, and J.P. Morgan sort of like on my gray list, but um, we blocked almost a billion dollars from those two banks um, in the last four years from from doing business with the state through through some um, negotiated deals. And that's something else that that we have to work on. We have to have the laws and the flexibility that give us the ability to to work with the banks that we want to work with. But I, but it is a, a concern of mine how big these banks have gotten and how they're dictating everything. Now, I will give Jamie Dimon a little credit, um, not a little credit. I'll give him credit because I do give credit where credit is due. He did just come out very strongly in defense of the fossil fuel industry. So I, so I give him credit on that. Um, but they're all, they're all trying to figure out how to thread the needle where before they were just wide open running until states like Louisiana and West Virginia and, and Utah and South Carolina said, wait, 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 enough is enough, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to let you just kick us in the teeth and, and tell me I'm going to drive an electric car tomorrow 
we're, we're going to do this and in, in in, there's a way to do this. And I'm, I'm, I'm much more inclined to let the entrepreneurial world move us in the direction that we as Americans demand and not corporate America demands. Um, it will come in time and the entrepreneurs will figure that out. Just like I'm hoping the market figures out um, and gives us some options of where we can invest and where we can bank. Sure. Well, these big institutions, they are the machine for sure, but they are finding out you go woke, you'll go broke some, some way, some form, some way, shape or form. Uh, so again, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to mention that we have not covered that you think you'd, would be of importance? No, I, I don't think so. Like I said, I, I really appreciate the opportunity on uh, to, to talk to you guys. It's important that we educate people yes, uh, because they don't realize that they can do something too. Yeah, I moved $800 million, but but I was getting emails from people asking me, wait, how's, how's my money work? You know, almost every individual who has money invested in this country um, yeah. um, can can help this this fight. But I, but the other major, major thing is I want to make sure I'm, I'm, I say this again, is how much money is being invested outside of the borders of this country into countries that hate and despise this United States of America. So, I mean, what one of the things I'm going to push uh, Tom and Deneen here soon in Louisiana, I'm, I'm compiling data because I want to show the I want to show the people of Louisiana where where that money is is invested that that 70 plus billion dollars how much is it invested inside the state how much of it is inside our country and then how much is it outside the borders of the united states and i think it's going to blow some people away when they see this data that's great sure wow well, sir, thank you so much for your time. State Treasurer of Louisiana, John Schroeder, and thank you for your service for our country. We do appreciate it. Thank you. Folks, thanks for checking out Reigniting Liberty. And remember, everyone has a role to play. What are you doing for liberty? Until next time. This has been Reigniting Liberty with Tom and Deneen Borelli, the truth in black and white. For exclusive video footage of these interviews, be sure to follow Deneen Borelli on Clout Hub at Deneen Borelli. And also make sure to visit DeneenBorelli.com. Follow Tom Borelli on Twitter at Tom Borelli. And follow Deneen at Deneen Borelli. Subscribe wherever you listen and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Reigniting Liberty, the truth in black and white.